0: Welcome to the Product Agility Podcast, the missing link between Agile and Product. The purpose of this podcast is to share practical tips, strategies, and stories from world-class thought leaders and practitioners. Why, I hear you ask, well, I want to increase your knowledge and your motivation to experiment so that together we can create ever more successful products. My name is Ben Maynard, and I'm your host. What has driven me for the last decade to bridge the gap between agility and product is a deep-rooted belief that people and products evolving together can achieve mutual excellence. Now this is one of a number of a few special episodes because I was fortunate enough to find myself at Lean Agile London 2023 surrounded by some brilliant speakers. I had my mic, I had my phone, I had a lot of coffee and so I plucked up the courage to approach some of these awesome people and ask them to... Give us their talk in 10. Last September, I was in Warsaw at the Less conference and I had a conversation there, which I really enjoyed as I was overjoyed when I looked at the Lean Agile London 2023 schedule and I saw Artem Vikovets on the schedule and I thought, wow, I'm going to get this man because I want to have another conversation with him. Not not a continuation, perhaps, but more of just a, I know him, I like him, and I want to hear what he's going to have to say. So, Artem,
1: it's a pleasure to have you back on the podcast. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. For me, it's also a pleasure, and I'm privileged to be here, because not everyone is allowed to move through borders, but I'm legally here for those from Ukraine who are listening. Yeah, and... Uh... This podcast I really like and I want to contribute more if I can. So it's a pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: Well, you're always welcome. And I say that, don't say that to everybody, to be fair. I've just got you, as always, always got a big backlog to get through. But you are on the list, man, because, yeah, as you said, you are from Ukraine. right? When we spoke last September, it was very felt very fucking real like what we're talking about it was probably the most emotional conversation I had when I was there anyway so I I, I, this isn't a conversation to kind of catch up for us to catch up but I think it I'd love you to share what it is you're talking about because it's a fascinating talk also you know I suppose you are able to travel between borders and so if there's, if there's anything else that you want to share because we always get great numbers in ukraine when when you're on and some of your fellow ukrainians are on as well so you are free just to talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about my man so uh, let's start with your talk perhaps and then we'll take it from there so your talk at the natural london 2023 uh, would you like, like to give us an overview
1: yeah, it would be about uh, real Agile from Trenches. You know, the first book I've read about Agile and Scrum was Scrum from Trenches by Henrik Kniberg, And I was so much excited at that moment because I was a QA working in truly waterfallish process for Hewlett-Packard. And uh, nowadays, I've seen uh, Agile from Trenches not in metaphorical, but real way. I, it will be on my slides. So it's a girl, uh, she was my classmate in university and now she's a drone operator. So she's in the army. Yeah, and uh, she recorded a TikTok. You can find it. Uh, I will give you a link. Uh, when she In the morning, she's doing a daily scrum from the trench because she's a product designer, pro- pro- product UX designer, and she's speaking with customers about what feature we can remove from Epic and all other soldiers around are recording her on mobile and smiling like, is she really at war? What's going on? Uh-huh. But <laughs> for me, it's a great example of... Um, one of the property of Ukrainians nowadays, it, it, it's a commitment. So we do appreciate all the help and support we're receiving from other countries, including U.S., including Great Britain, Germany, France, Poland, all of you. Thank you so much. It's really highly appreciated. And we want to follow, you know... Uh, the previous commitment to to, to be reliable partners for you still, even those who are in army, who are serving they are trying to deliver uh, to show that we are reliable, we are still together, Uh, you can rely on us and we will do great stuff and this talk, it was provoked by conversation with my uh, previous delivery director of one of the companies, outstaffing companies called Livinine. Nine. Uh, they received a yearly feedback on um, from account manager of huge account that um, the CEO of Netherlands client said to their employee on New Year party last year, that if you will continue to work with such a low performance comparing to Ukrainian teams, I will switch you geographically with them so you will learn how to work (laughs) in really hard circumstances because, uh, like, um, metrics, you know, some performance, efficiency, effectiveness metrics shows that there were some drop at the first month, uh, March, April, a bit of May, but then closer to end of summer, they've shown even better productiveness efficiency than it was before war and everyone was so much surprised because everyone was prepared you know, to hire new teams in different regions and I was wondering, is it a, a random occasion or it's a pattern? I've started talking with more people and in my bubble it looks like that it's almost everywhere. There, there were some teams, here yeah, which because of many people living country or serving in army, they cannot work together anymore. But others who are who, who still working shows significant performance. So I've decided to make a research.
0: So the thing that got me when we were having a little chat beforehand, this isn't just research into like a team or a few teams you're working with. This is much, much broader and across a number of different distinct data points effective you 've cut this information, so could you tell us I suppose the the scale and the data points that you are going to be using as the and maybe what you were up to late last night trying to find those patterns as well in that data
1: yeah uh, i as uh, probably every second speaker or two of three speakers at this conference, I have imposter syndrome and I was scared that you know my observation from my bubble could be an attempt to put an all on a globe. So I, I need to find more proof of this observation and hypothesis. So I've created a uh, Google Form survey and send it uh, through uh, Agile Ukraine community, Scrum Ukraine community, my social media channels, LinkedIn, Telegram. I have like thousands of subscribers. And um, and 46 respondents' answers, and the response are not related to you as an individual. It's about your experience inside your team or organization if you are uh, somehow collaborating with different teams. So it's probably about 40 plus different organizations. And it's nicely spread because we have about 44% of product companies, about 43% of outstaffing, outsourcing, like service companies, and others are mostly internal products of some so-called non-IT companies, yeah, like banking, uh, FMCG companies, but they are doing product in- internally. And as well, we have different size of these companies, like small companies, less than 30 people, up to 100, 100 to 300, 300 to 500, and big, huge companies like more than 1,000 people and I've asked them to self-evaluate uh, the processes uh, principles uh, how they've worked in uh, four time frames uh, January 22 before war started then April 22 like after a few months of full-scale invasion uh, when people finally start getting back to work, so you find more safe place for your family you've somehow used to find a sofa or chair in corridor to work i have a lot of photos inside the slides so you can find it after uh, of real people working from from trenches and from um Okay, so shelters from underground stations, from the cars. So yeah it was a beginning of uh, like coming back to work uh, April and then November 22 because it was a period of huge problem with electricity and internet connection. Uh, those invaders, barbarians from eastern side were sending a lot of missiles to my country. so I've been personally in 40 plus hours blackout without electricity with two kids. So it was a reason to, to spend some time outside. But um, yeah, so four periods. So, period number four is May 2023. So nowadays. Okay. And I was interested in what was the dynamic, how, how they were changing. And I was looking for different patterns uh, which we can like learn from it. And I hope that no one will face this similar even. Uh, issues in their life but still we have economic crises we have this pandemic shit or uh, some other circumstances so it would be better you know to be prepared uh mm. to be more resilient for for for, for such occasions than, than like at the last moment think what to do and reinvent this bicycle again if someone just did it i mean that's a fantastic point is that this is a <laughs> if you
0: know how awful it is it's a unique opportunity to learn about human endurance right and focus and, and particularly within our within what we do actually how it's affected people so you without wanting to kind of spoil the talk uh, i'm sure that uh people will watch the recording when it comes out you know, the what's the the headline takeaway would you say from your research and the talk you're going to be giving uh, later on today
1: yeah. The first part, as I said, was about like processes and principles and patterns of uh, way of working, and the second part was related to like health metrics or outcomes more, like customer satisfaction, value delivery, uh, delivery according to previous roadmap plan, uh, forecasting, accuracy, health, uh, team health and atmosphere, uh, job safety, quality of software. And they were also self evaluating themselves. I was wondering before survey, what would be the criteria to group these organizations, you know, by, by which criteria? Size or type of a company uh, or um, experience with Agile? But it looks like, basically on data and i've spent whole night analyzing the final version that um, the most um, affecting criteria was the level of this way of working before full scale invasion started on january 22nd and those teams which were like more adaptive showing more uh, uh, patterns of servant leadership uh, they were respecting working for goals achievement instead of scope delivery and so on and so on uh, they are quite more successful with these health indicators especially customer satisfaction and value delivery Uh, their median score is 4.5 out from 5 it's the biggest uh, from 3 groups so I've I've put them in 3 groups and um, so yeah Uh, but what is also interesting this group which were the most adaptive most agile if we can say so uh, before invasion um at the April like first months they've switched to more directive way Mm. I do believe if to look through the sense making Kinevin lenses so they feel a lot of chaos around and they've been enough resilient and adaptive to switch to something more directive more uh you know, micromanagement uh, and, and and short-term control, uh, f- 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 uh, often synchronization between people, checking everyone, um, like be, be very concrete what you want, uh, double check several times, uh, put some uh, risk management in place, and uh, be, be be like more hierarchical than usually, and they've survived. They've learned a lot uh, from from that polarity, so to say. And then, uh, based on the data from November and May, they came back to almost the same approach as it was before. The only difference I can find uh, the level of leadership adaptive leadership is, leadership is lower than it was before so lower than in January but much higher than in April mm-hmm. so they are balancing way in between uh, but what, what is growing um, uh, there were some, such a parameter like source of improvements is it uh, pushed from the top like architects say that we need to do that or manager decides that we need to change that or you need to get approval uh, or vice versa it's gone from top to bottom from developers mm-hmm. so this parameter is growing in all three groups in all three groups including this group so all of them are more proactive to propose change innovation and take ownership for that
0: that's that's fascinating stuff it really is and i can't wait for the video of your talk to be made available to a broader audience i need to check with the organizers as to when they're going to be released because i think this is a really important talk it's a really important piece of research that I think we can all learn a huge amount from and it's a real life human story right it's just everyone's lived experience for you yeah you know, for our, you, everyone in the ukraine so we'll draw this one to an end i just want to say thank you so much it's awesome to see you in person again and we will see each other again maybe in september at the less conference or maybe some other time but we'll get you on the podcast um before we wrap up what any final thoughts anything you want to say before we
1: close Yeah, first of all, thank you once again for all the support we get around the globe. Uh, The war is still there. The people are still fighting. We are staying in the country, so I am moving back just after the conference. My family is there. Uh, because those people not fighting for territory or for government. They are fighting for the system consisting of territory, nation, history, language and all, all, all the components. Mm-hmm. So that's why we are here and your support is still important and needed. And as for the professional side of my you know, recommendation, not emotional, <laughs> uh, don't wait for the crisis to figure out how to deal with it. You can use such a uh, tool as crisis simulation before mm. and try to try to work uh, six hours without electricity. Are you ready for that? What if? What if, yeah? And think about other events which potentially can happen somehow because of uh, nature of disease and of huge rain. It's better than rain of missiles. Mm. So you, you, you can be prepared for that if you will think in that way. Uh, because world is uncertain it's changing uh, and you should be like it's a uh, such a condition so you can deal with it and stay competitive enough and and healthy enough so all the best to you thanks sage words awesome thank you my friend
0: Thank you very much for listening to this episode. I absolutely adore going to these conferences and Lean Agile London 2023 is probably one of the best conferences I've been to in a long, long time, virtual or in person. So thank you to the organisers for letting me be there and be part of it. If you want to know more about Lean Agile London 2023, then head to their website, leanagile.london. That will also be in the show notes. Now, if there is a conference that you think I should go to and do more of these talks and 10, then by all means, get me on social media. There's a way to contact me in the show notes. Let me know which one I should go to. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. I am Ben Maynard. and this is the Product Agility Podcast.